thank you so much for coming along to this open house. Uh, I, I, I hope that you enjoy having a nice look around. Thank you. It's it's lovely property. We were very curious to see it. Uh, it's it seems to have been on the market for a little while. Well, we've we've got some some amenities that I think might be right up your alley in terms of the uh, the things that this house offer has to offer. Mm. Uh, if you look here on the left, you'll see the the fully stocked gaming room with a a table for playing for playing board games and a TV for playing video games. I, I don't know if you're much for those sort of things. We definitely do like to play things. Oh, wonderful. And by any chance, do you like to listen to things? We very much do. Oh, wonderful. There's a room over here, great acoustics. There's there's speakers right through. You can listen to music in the bathroom if you want. Oh, wow, that's great. And uh, what better than this comfortable little reading nook for times when you want to look at things? That does seem like a good nook. Suitable nook for, for looking at things. Indeed. Do, do you think that this might... um? Might might suit your needs. I, I I don't know what sort of uh, background you're coming from, looking for a, for a place like this. Well, I th- I think this would be perfect. You know, especially when you include the dungeon. Oh, wonderful, indeed. And I, I, I might have you know, it was once owned by some some lovely podcasters. Oh, anyone we know. Oh, some queer and pleasant strangers. Oh. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura K. Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a chat about our weeks and do some skits and some voices and be a bit silly and have a catch-up. How are you doing, Jane? There's so much going on! There's too much going on and we, for some reason, we broke our legs. We went... Well... We, let's, let's, no, we didn't break our legs. We 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 made our legs very ouch. We made our legs very sad. We, sad we, legs. We went for a lovely, wonderful walk. It was lovely and wonderful. And it was beautiful weather. It, it was a very lengthy walk. It was that? We 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 really did decide to just walk in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that was the plan. Yes. Yeah, like not a car in sight. Well, I mean, I think we may be past. Six to ten cars in the like, space of about two hours. Yeah, and then we climbed a big hill. We did climb a big hill. And we, we saw some lovely sights and had a big lie down on the grass because it was very hot and we'd walked a long way. It was very hot. We were very bothered. But, and it was surprisingly peopley up there. I yeah. shouldn't have been that surprised. It was a hot, sunny day in a nice remote area. Yeah, but it was hot and... Well, I was going to say hot and sunny enough you wouldn't want to climb up a hill, but there is a car park at the top of the hill. There like, is that. There are people who didn't... Walk for several hours, then climb a big hill. <laughs> I that forget that's not the only way to visit this particular hill. Yeah, there was a, also, there was a lot of barbecue smell up there, so in, in places it was a little bit unpleasant to try and set. Possibly, yeah, but we, we, we had a good time, though. And in the days since, our legs have just been jelly legs. I mean, at least my hips have stopped hurting today. Hooray! Yay! Still a bit of tightness in the in the calf muscles and thigh, but generally that's the the legs are returning to normalcy. Yeah. How how have I got how have I got this bad at walking? I used to walk everywhere. I know, same. This is the thing. I used to have no other options. Like I couldn't afford to take public transport, so I just walked everywhere. Yeah. Did a lot of it, and now I'm just like, ooh, lardy darby! I can afford public transport. I haven't. Yeah, but I haven't even had cause to go very far. No, very much. Really. I I very rarely leave the the place where we live. It's, it's a lack of money and funds, and you know, time. Yeah, time. Too busy creating. Too busy trying to make things. Mm-hmm. Well, wh- 
when we're not making things and we're, you know, consuming things other people have made, some of those things are things that we play. What have you played this week? What we played this week? Does does a drift count? I think a drift can count. Um, What's a drift? A, a drift is a, uh, a like development environment for making text adventures. Mm. Um, I had a license for it back when you needed a license. Um, maybe a decade ago, I started working on a on a text adventure, and then my spec got grander and grander and grander, <laughs> and I started trying to put in like images and things. I was talking about thinking about recording voice lines and doing all the voices, and it just blew up massively. And I was just like, I this is never gonna happen. Um, so that all got lost. And then the other day, I sat down and wrote out start to finish the entire specs. Basically a walkthrough for a game that didn't exist. Yeah. Um, and and now I've sort of committed to actually making that game exist. You made the walkthrough and then went, well, at this point I might as well just make it. Oh no, I mean, I made it with the, hey, what should I make a text adventure about? And and rather than my usual, like, I've got a vague idea, I know how I want to start, and I've got a couple of key ideas. And what the fuck, I'll just make it silly. It doesn't have to make a huge amount of sense about where... Where you can go. Like, the old one had all this stuff about going into a merry universe and finding the most intelligent person in the world to get a special potion that logically made no sense in our our universe. And... um, Yeah, there was all sorts of weirdness going on with that game. A balloon that you could talk to. I remember that being quite a big thing. But yeah... So it's um this one's a bit more manageable. It's yeah. capable. And I'm gonna basically finish it whenever I get round to finishing it and I'm gonna put it up uh for my Patreon supporters to uh, to have. So, yeah. yeah. It's it seems like you have a reasonable scope for this one. Yeah, I've I, I think I've done everything I can. I'm it's been a long time since I used a drift, but I I do kind of understand it. Yeah, the fact that it's entirely free now for the dev side of things. So you can as, donate. as someone that's never really used a drift, as I understand it, it's it's a step above something like Twine, which is a text adventure maker. In that, like, you can do a bit more coding. You and... can have an inventory. Yeah, you can have an inventory. That that was basically because I looked at Twine, I was like, I'm sure Twine was the thing, and I was like, no, no, that's definitely not it. I definitely had more of an inventory system. <laughs> so you probably could have an inventory in Twine, but it would be really, really convoluted in that you'd basically be making multiple sets of the same story, but you'd be like, did you did you get that item? Well, then now you're, you're looping onto the exact same like copy of the game, but the one the version where you've Apparently, got that item. Apparently, somebody has done a system in Sugarcube, which is yeah. like a plug-in for, for Twine. There, there that are... has an inventory yeah. system in it, and I could have gone that way, but what I needed was like a classic old Infocom style text yeah. adventure creation system. Yours was more... I check my check my bag start like I pick the yours was more of an adventure as opposed to like a choose like the those choose your own adventure books where it's like yeah, it go to less, page blank. It was less interactive fiction and yeah. more like game. it's an adventure game, yeah. but without any pictures. Yeah. It's, or there's, there's no pictures, but like you could you could make the visuals, and this could be a three D game sort of thing. I mean, theoretically, the- someone theoretically. could make a three D game of it. At some point, I it's, guess it's it's the theoretical like it it is an adventure game as opposed to a pick the branches. 
Yeah, I mean, like, you do, there are puzzles to solve, there are yeah. things to collect that you might need a certain number of things, and that in itself is proving a challenge, because multiples of the same item that occur in different locations is not a thing that game likes. <laughs> yeah, but go you, though! But yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying you... working through it. I, it's been really... It's been really nice seeing you so excited about a non-time-sensitive creative project. Yeah. I mean, I just have to get it out before I lose the buzz. Yeah, I... <laughs> trust me, I know that feeling. As someone who has worked on, like... Well, yeah, as someone who worked on books last year, I'm like, mm. oh yeah, big big project. You've got to keep that momentum. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing alright so far. Like, when I have free time, I'm sort of dipping into just basic text documents yeah. and I'm using that to sort of then go, okay, I'm back home. I will just use the copy and paste off of my text documents to go, here is this item, here is this item, here is this item, and then I can mm. go I can go through and just place all the items. And I'm currently figuring out exactly how I want to do a few things with the related to things that appear in multiple areas. Yeah. Um but that's really just trial and error stuff and I'm trying not to get too focused on like nitty gritty now yeah. I almost want to do like a first draft get it all in the world get it all populated and that's, then start fanning about with it that's honestly like that. the best advice I could give you would be to do that because if you if you try and polish a big project like that you'll never finish it if you try and polish it along the way that's always been my problem with things like this like I want every little bit to work perfectly as I go yeah. along and this time like, even from the original design document, I was like, I'm just going to flesh this out as it comes along. Uh, all the descriptions, I may well go back through and do like much better sort of area descriptions for stuff once yeah. it's all down. But it is, at the moment, very much a case of just get it out. Yeah, get get the thing functionally there so that it, it works and it exists and you can, you can pretty it up later. Yeah. Yeah, go you. Mm. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. Heck, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I've not played a huge amount this week. Um, I played some more Pokemon. I've continued on that Pokemon quest. Um, I am up to like 93 Master Trainers done, so I'm nearly two-thirds of the way there. Damn. Yeah, give it, give it another... I reckon by the time the summer's done, I will have all those Master Trainers done. You know, I'm averaging something like six Master Trainers per stream... 18, you know, probably within like three weeks I might have it done if I keep up my current Heck. pace. So that's that's the thing I've kept doing. Wagons. Yeah. What about you? You played anything else? Uh, I've we played some Jackbox 5 together. Oh, oh yeah. uh, and no, Jackbox 3. three. Yes. We were going to play 5, then we switched to the 3. Uh, we did lots of TKO. Yeah. I, I still very much enjoy TKO as a concept. I know. Uh, I need to maybe refine a bit how I go about that because I was just yeah. like, hey hey, my chat has always been lovely, <laughs> I'm gonna just open up and, and everyone can I, jump in. I think it went it went much better than most people's experiences would have gone probably um, uh, it, 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 it went okay, largely there was a couple of people who I'd never seen before jumped in and were just like weren't doing a great job they were mm, they, they teetering were around the boundaries and seeing what they could get away they, with. A little yeah, bit. they were being less friendly than my usual crowd. So I will I will refine how that sort of thing is dealt with in future. But 
ultimately, I love playing Jackbox 5. Yeah. I particularly like TKO, because it's just, like, fun and creative. And it was really, it was really nice to be able to get to play with some of your audience. Yeah. Like, maybe next time would be a invite some specific people from the community yeah, to come I and play. Yeah, I think I will do very, very specific invites next time. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, it definitely proved that, like, you have a community where that can work, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah. What about you? Uh... I went back and played some more Until Dawn. Ooh. Um, I I can tell you uh, the, the vague reason why I've done that. Um, Is after, this new one happening? Uh, there is a new one happening, Man of Medan, and I can say that by the time that you hear this podcast, I went and saw the new one, and in, in prep for that, I played the old, the the previous one. Um, I still really like Until Dawn. I think that like it's. It's hold the controller still to not get caught moments. Makes sense thematically and a really nice idea, but mechanically the DualShock 4 doesn't necessarily work perfectly enough to not cause frustrations with that occasionally. Um, where it's like, I held that perfectly still, I fucking put it on a table and it still told me that I moved sort of things. Mm. Um, but I still generally really like the concept and I'm excited to see what they can do with a much shorter storytelling format. Mm. Um and by the time that you next hear an episode of this, I should be able to talk about about Man of Medan, so that'd be exciting. Uh, what about you? Have you played anything else? Mm, I played a little bit more um, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Yeah. Not a huge amount. Um, I've got to another one of those Nails Hard Bosses. <laughs> yes. This is weird, because like, the difficulty spikes for the bosses seem to be just a bit uneven. I so I've talked to a few people about this because I've played a bit more recently, and I'll say this: I think some of those things that I would have put down to big weird difficulty spikes might just be this boss was designed to be beaten by a playstyle that's not how I'm playing. Mm, could be. Like there's, I think there's, there is probably a degree of that going on. Probably. But yeah, I I'm having fun with it. I'm trying mm. to catch you up as best I can. How far have you got? Um. So I don't think I've seen as much of the map as you have, but I did also stumble upon that area where it's like, oh, that's the final boss. I'm going to back away and go somewhere else. Oh, I'm a bit confused about that. I fought that boss. Oh, was that not that the boss, final? And it gave me a full sending. Oh, I, oh, I'm assuming it's don't beat that boss until you've beaten all the other bosses would be my guess. Maybe. I assume that's why you got the false ending, maybe. Yeah, you ba you basically get an ending where it sort of goes back to town. And it's like, hey, well, I guess our work here is done. Bye, and then just game over. Go back, goes back to credits. Well, I I found that boss, and I've not gone and fought them yet, and I'm still running around. But I'm having a great time. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. I love the designs. I'm just the silliness of some of them. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's really nice. I just wish that. I could work out how the heckens to beat some of the bosses. I was looking online for guides for on like YouTube, and it's like, how come they're having a much easier time? Oh, they're playing a like a beta build of the game uh -huh, before uh -huh. they wrapped up the difficulty of all the bosses. <laughs> okay, then that's uh, fine. Is is that everything you've played then? Is everything I played. I've, I've got two other very quick things. I finally started playing a game I've been meaning to get around to for a while called Trover Saves the Universe. Ooh. And it is a new game uh, by Dan Harmon, the uh, the Rick and Morty person. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, it, it's very similar in tone to some of the other stuff that um, Dan Harmon, game-wise, has put out, like um, Accounting Plus. It, it's got that very 
Rick and Morty-esque style of humour, and you can tell that most of the characters are being voiced by Dan Harmon doing voices he already did in Rick and Morty. Uh, the general concept is you are a person in a floating chair, and like, but basically, have you seen um, Wally? Yes. You're you're the people in the chairs, and one of you, ha you you are one of them, and you have to go help this this person who puts weird power up babies into his eyes to go save the world. And it's sort of, uh, how do how do I even describe this? It's at its core a sort of puzzle solving um, beat 'em up 3D adventure game, but you ha you are controlling the character running around the world as this person in the chair who is in the world. And you can do things to, like, you know, manipulate the world, but also you use a controller to make them run around. Oh. It's it's an odd little concept. It reminded me most of Astrobot, where you had your controller in 3D space that you're using to make Astro move around, but you could do things like flick a rope out the front of the controller to make a tightrope. And yeah. It's like you are a physical person in the world holding the controller, but also you're controlling the little... Um, running protagonist. Oh. The humour's been really fun. Um, yes. It's just good-natured, silly... The The game will try and fuck, fuck you around a bit and just give you a hard time and you have to know when to go, oh, okay, ignore what the game is telling me, or nope, no matter what I would have done, I would have fucked up there. Good, well done, game. You, oh. you, you got a laugh out of oh. me. Um... And the only other thing I I have downloaded that I am tempted to start and I haven't started on yet is I've got the Dragon Quest Builders 2 demo oh, shit. downloaded. And the thing that's holding me back on starting it, I was tempted to start playing the demo today and I was like, no, no, no. I don't know if, if your save in this carries into the full game. And I don't want to start if I'm going to have to replay any of it. Yeah, I don't think the original one did. That's, that's what I was trying to remember is did the first game's demo progress carry forward I don't think it did because I really struggled to get very far with the um, the initial demo yeah um, I remember ending up making like some 20 story block of earth um, flats because I didn't have very many materials yeah I remembered you having demo. I downloaded it fully with the intention to play it before today's uh, recording mm -hmm. and then I remember yeah you having a not great time with the demo for the last one I was like uh, it's all right until like the last bit. It's like, well, I guess that's the tail end of the demo now. <laughs> what can I do with this? Fuck it, I'm gonna build a skyscraper <laughs> out of dirt. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna try and find out if there's an answer about moving your save forward anywhere, and if so, I might play it while I'm traveling this week. And I think that's everything I've played. Oh heck. Well then, time for this. Mm. Good, good evening. People of the board, thank you for gathering here tonight. I believe I have come up with a revolutionary so solution to all the arseholery in the world. Let's hear it, let's hear it! Well, for years, people have talked about the tolerant left, and how they say that if the left stand up for themselves, that, you know, they're just proving that they're as bad as the right-wing people who want to kill everyone. What's, what's, what's your solution? I have found a way of... Inserting people into their own internal fantasies. A sort of environmental feedback loop. So, for example, you have somebody who dreams of a future where 
certain people don't exist in society. We just plug them into their own brain, and it's it's like the ultimate bubble. They're just feeding on themselves. They're just it's it's an echo chamber for their own thoughts. It's humane because they're not dying, uh, but it's nice for everyone else because we don't have to put up with them being horrible bigots. When when can we have this done? When can we have everyone everyone there? I mean, I think maybe if like just six months and maybe five hundred thou. Priceless. The scientific community will rally behind you. Why, 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 Billingsworth? Oh, um, yes, 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 sir. Uh, well, right, so, new book. Yes. Not had anything from you for a while. Uh, People are clucking at the bit, yes? Yes, I, I, I promise I'll have a, I've got a draft plate. It's practically ready. I'll get it to you any time now. Well, well, let's, let's hear it then. Uh, what? Let's come on, just outline. Um, um, it's a book about an author mm-hmm. who, whose, uh, whose agent is really breathing down their neck for them to deliver a new book, but they're very, they're a little bit uh, creatively bankrupt. They've not got any ideas at the moment, and they're very anxious that their author, their agent is going to work out that they don't know what to write, and it's a, a, a tense thriller about how the author will get out of that situation. That's just describing what you're doing here. No, no, no. Um, the, 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 it's funny you should say that. The, the agent in the book is convinced that that is the case too. That, that, that it's just being, it's just being made up, but it's, it's a very serious situation and hence the thriller angle. Can they get out of this? Can they? I believe they can. Well, well, ah, oh, outline. Oh. Oh, I see. Yes, see, I, I, I told you it's an actual book I wrote. Right, well, uh, uh, here's another 10,000 and we'll see you in six months with the final draft. <sighs> oh, thank you. I'm so glad you liked it. I wrote it during a meeting last week when you came and you were breathing down my throat and I didn't know what to write about the book. Bedding breath! <laughs> so. <gasps> What have you put? In your eyes. In my eyes? In your eyes. In my eyes. I, I've put a couple of things in my eyes this week. Uh, mm. We we watched a thing together. We finished watching Agretzko season two. We did. It was awesome. That was really, it was really nice. It was. Um, I enjoyed Agretzko's arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the, the donkey character they introduced. He, yes. He was lovely. I love him. And I think that they very sensibly handled the resolution to that arc. Yeah. I I, I think that it was very mm, responsible to, like, to, to have the story do that. It's very difficult to talk about this without spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Agresco Season 2 is really good, and I'm, I'm glad that it didn't end with me just being like, I, I'm miserable because more bad things happen to Agresco. I'm like... I'm glad that she's happy with how the season ended. Yeah. It might not have been everything that you hoped for, but it's. I think that's the thing with Gretzko. Like, she's always made a little bit of growth, and, like, she's in a slightly different position in life to where she was before, and I think that's good. And, and, yeah. And she can drive now. Yeah. 
I, I, I think that this was a really good season for moving her character forward. Mm-hmm. Literally, can I count? <laughs> uh, what about you? What have you watched? Uh, that was basically it. Oh, I got a couple of things. Um, I start. I, I, I watched through season one of a new Netflix show. It's called How to Sell Drugs Online, brackets fast. Um, okay. So it is... From what I can tell, it's a German live-action Netflix show that has been overdubbed with German actors speaking English. Mm-hmm. So occasionally the dubbing is a little bit wonky, but like if you can get through that, and that's not a barrier to you, I believe there is also the option to just have the original German and subtitles. Um, it is a show that is apparently somewhat loosely based on a real story, about a 15 or so year old kid in Germany who basically um, e- ended up sort of ruining his small town's um, local like street level drug enterprise and replacing it with um, a dark web store selling drugs while trying to be teenager in school. Um, and ultimately got caught because he got really cocky and put up, like, a not-dark website and tried selling drugs just, like, openly on the internet. Right. Um, and it's loosely a, I guess, sort of comedy, like, a dramedy. Right. About this kid's misadventures trying to, like... I, I keep wanting to call this guy the protagonist. He's not a protagonist. He's not a likeable person this show Anti-hero. is about. Anti-hero, kind of. Um, so... I want to give you a sense of the lead character of this show, because if you watch it, you're going to fucking hate him. Right. Um, initially, I was a little sympathetic for him. School kid, his girlfriend moves away to America for a year, she comes back, and she's basically kind of ghosting him, and it's unclear why, and it's like, oh, okay. She went to America, did a bunch of drugs, mainly MDMA and psychedelics, and is no longer his type of people. Like, they're, they're on kind of different wavelengths now. Yeah. Um, and he gets weird and creepy fast. Like, he... From from episode one, he's, like, logging into her social media accounts to be like, is it a guy? Did you find a guy? Are you cheating on me? Um, he's, like, watching messages come into her phone, like, logged in on her Facebook Messenger and deleting them as they come in to, like, try and sabotage her romance life. He's not a great guy. Um, but he basically finds out that the new person she's interested in is the the school drug dealer. So he goes, I know, I know how I'll win her back. I'll go buy all the drugs from his higher up before he can buy them, and then I'll supply her party with drugs, and then she'll like me. It doesn't work out. Shock. Shock and horror. Doesn't work out. He's now got a bunch of drugs in his possession he does not want to have, and an angry drug dealer that he owes money to. So him and his friend, who had been working on, like back-end web stuff anyway, basically decide to start selling mainly ecstasy on the dark web. Right. It's... Here's, here's what I'll say about this show. I I, I think that its, its discussions of drugs are largely pretty sensible. Mm-hmm. Um, they largely don't scaremonger about what drugs will do. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people have in the show have bad reactions to drugs, it's usually either... They took way too much and, like, you know, really shouldn't have done that. That's, mm. you know, that's on them. Mm. Or 
you were sold something that you thought was one drug, but it's actually one of the, the analogues. Like, when he first gets in this big batch of MDMA, it turns out it's PMA. Ooh. Yeah, PMA's not good, huh? Ooh. No. So, like, its talk of drugs is pretty grounded. Um, It largely does present the people taking the drugs in the show as, like, no, these are people who just need to let off a, some steam and largely are, you know more open-minded as a result of the experiences they've had. Mm. Um, and it's it's portrayal of dealing drugs is, as I understand it, not that far off. It doesn't seem like it's sensationalising it in a, like a, uh, what's the, Breaking Bad, mm. where it's like everything's like a big high-stakes action film. It's it's kind of interesting watching watching this somewhat grounded attempt to do a dramedy about someone selling drugs. Hmm. Um, I hate the protagonist; he's a shitbag. But I find the number of things that go wrong for him make me not mind that I hate him. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Everything's going shit for you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I d- I don't mind a hateable protagonist that gets his comeuppance regularly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and if anyone wants to read about the real story of the person this is apparently loosely based on, there is a Telegraph article I got linked to called Man Caught Selling 600 Kilos of Drugs Online in One of Germany's Biggest Narcotics Raids. That's a lot of drugs. That's a lot of drugs. Uh, He was 20 at the time he was caught, but basically... He'll be away forever, I guess. Uh... I, I don't know. I, I've I've tried not to read too deep into the real story because I don't want to get spoiled, but, uh, (laughs) for the show... But yes. uh, where the show, the show does seem to follow the real events in as much as, oh, opening a store on not the not the dark web that is a way to get lots of money and then get caught very quick. Y- yeah, yeah. He got cocky. He was like, Nah, nah, I'm great. No one will find me. Also, I can't imagine a lot of people wanting to buy from a store like that. Like, oh, well, oh, this is just an open store on the internet to buy drugs from. Well, see, <laughs> that the, seems suspicious. The the thing is, for the people, sell, for the guy selling them, he, you know, you, there are ways to protect, you know, where your site is. For the people buying, it's going to be transparent as fuck that they did right? it. There's like zero anonymity. I am, yeah, that's that's a whole thing. But um, yeah, that's a show I watched. It was like six okay. episodes long. I was like. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. I had, I had some laughs. Mm, I saw it coming up in my recommendations, and I almost immediately skipped over it, based entirely on the title. Yeah, so so did I, and I I, I went and did some googling. And was like, okay, I'll I'll give it a go. Mm. Hateable protagonist, but at least bad things happen to him. <laughs> um, I think that might be everything I've watched. Uh, Oh, I did watch Jim's new Jimquisition video. Ooh. That that Jim Sterling, he's a very good boy. Have you seen mm. seen that new? No, Jim? not yet. Ah, uh, his new video is called "The Addictive Cost of Predatory Video Game Monetization." It's thirty five minutes long, and it's real fucking important. I hear he's very proud of this one. Oh, as well he should be. Mm. He has many videos of people who make video games with predatory microtransactions and loot boxes talking about the shitty things they do to people, contrasted with stories of people whose lives were ruined by those things, and talking about why we need to reform that stuff. It's a very important video that That's people should check journalism. out. It's a good journalism. Mm. Uh, what about you? What have you watched? Uh, watched a few more things. Uh, I've discovered the Arts and Crafts channel oh. on YouTube. 
Is this the one you showed me? I've, I've watched a lot of their videos. Okay. But um, basically, they do um, acrylic pouring techniques and uh, acrylic swipes. So it's acrylic paint with uh, like um, like a thinner in it mm. to make it more runny. And then they add like a couple of drops of silicon oil to it. And then they pour like lots of different colours in one big cup. Uh, flip a canvas over on top of it and then flip the whole thing over in one go. Leave it to sell a little bit, take it out a little bit at a time, let let the the paint sort of slowly drift out. Like stick a pin in the top in the top of the cup so that it will sort of more easily seep out. Uh, and then like it just sort of spreads out across the page and gets these sort of uh, they call them cells. It's basically where like air bubbles pop and things, and you get sort of bits of one color coming through through another, and you just get these just amazing abstract designs. Some of them look like absolute garbage, but, but some that of them... is the risk of yeah. just random bits of paint. Some yeah. of them look well, real good though. Some of them look incredible. You, you turned me onto this by like showing me that video you showed me. I went looking. I'm like. Some of these look real good. Some of them look amazing. It's a it's a fascinating little technique that someone's worked out. Yeah, and they um they like will get like a, a little uh little mini blowtorch like the little um jet flame mm. ones, and then just sort of run that over the top. That'll pop more bubbles, get more cells coming up, and larger cells sort of s- splitting out, and just like the way it, it um messes with the colours, it's really pretty. Uh, and then the only other thing I really watched was something that. Mysteriously showed up in both of our suggested timelines. Oh yes, uh, it was the thing about the um, Twilight Tower. Zone Tower of Terror. I it showed up for me as like a Facebook article recommendation, and for you it showed up in your YouTube feed. But we both got there somehow. We both got the uh, it's on the Art of Engineering channel, and it's basically just a a twenty minute video about how Disney's the Tower of Terror ride works. Yeah, but it's quite interesting. For anyone who doesn't know the ride, you're basically in an elevator cart and it goes up like 13 floors and you can see out over Disney and then it just do a freefall drop. Or apparently even faster than a freefall drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a fascinating thing about how they make that ride work yeah. and how they make and, it be safe. And how it is incredibly safe because it has lots of redundant safety procedures. There's, there's like seven different ways that it can protect you. Yeah. And it's... that's a that That is one of the first like thrill rides that I remember going on as a kid and being like, I like intense rides. I've never been on it. Like I was at uh Orlando Florida and Orlando Studios yeah. Florida. Um uh oh, fuck what year? Ninety four, ninety five? Yeah. Um so it was a big thing then, but like I couldn't get my mum or stepdad to go on it. So yeah. I got my mum to go uh, or one of my parents to go on it with me once, and I wanted to go on it again and they wouldn't go on it again. Mm. So one of the attendees like manning the ride was like, It's okay, well I'll go on with you <laughs> so that I could go on it again. Cause I was I was like, Yeah, do it again. <laughs> I was like I was like eight, I was having a great time. Less. I was indestructible. Yeah, you <laughs> tiny were. indestructible child. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. I've got a picture somewhere of me on that ride, heck. like lifting up out my seat. Oh heck! Uh, you watched anything else? Oh, that is pretty much it all. Well then, time for this. Oh heck! Laura, Laura, we've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? This week's sponsor is Deliver Food. 
Deliver food? Deliver food. Do you want food delivered right to your door? Yes, please. Do you really mind that much if there's an occasional portion of chips missing, or they haven't got your drink, or they got you slightly the wrong ice cream? Or if it's slightly cold, I guess. Or, or you slightly know. warm. In yeah. The case of the ice cream. Exactly. And, you know, or, like, you know, when you complain about it, it you know, it's probably not even worth complaining because they're not going to send more out. No. But, like, it is convenient. It will come to my door. Like, I don't have to walk the 10 minutes down the road. Exactly. How, how can I do that? You can just head over to deliverfood.lol.net. Oh, heck, and then they'll just bring me a slightly incorrect version of my order to my house. Exactly. Or maybe just someone else's order. Well, that's always a risk. Yeah. Do you want to know how I get it? H- how? Head over to that site I mentioned. That's deliverfood.lol.net. Heck. Click on the big old microphone. <gasps> Enter the code QNPS74. <laughs> and you too can get 5% off your first month's orders, provided you commit to ordering delivery food pretty much every day. Also, the day. it's a good thing that they're giving you 5% off, because that's about the percentage of your meal that'll be missing. That, and, you know, the, the cost that they will have to charge you extra for the delivery aspect. Yeah. It's, it's coming from, you know, just about anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Right. So there we go. That's deliveryfood.lol.net, and you can get 5% off your first whatever it is I said earlier. Yeah, that, that not very good deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi, hi, hi. How's uh, business been treating you this week? Oh, uh, you know, it's been more colourful than usual. <laughs> oh, I know. What's what's with all these uh, rainbows that uh, we keep seeing pop up in people's uh, game logos? Well, you know, we've plastered it all over everything, everything we own and all of our subsidiaries, you know, because we want uh, that old... Uh, Pink pound. Oh, I see. I see. It's that time of year again. So, yeah, it's Pride Month. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I wonder. I wonder. How can we get some more money out of these, uh, these Pride people without scaring away the people that don't like Pride? Like, you know, it, it, so that we don't scare away the homophobes. Well, I. How about we get somebody to whip up an algorithm who, uh, where we take, based on, on people's usernames, like the more sort of edgy they are, we'll just avoid them being able to see all of the awesome skins that we'll throw together. Yeah, but like... But that's just, you know, just a rainbow here and a rainbow there. See, I'm a little worried, though, because, you know, we might yeah. miss out on valuable queer goth dollars. You do make a good point. But uh, the goth rainbow is, is like black, grey, white, crimson, and purple, right? Yeah, I'm sure that's, you know, that's how they do things. But it's it's a very different rainbow to uh, the usual more, you know, more uh, gay one. How, how about this? How about this? We do, uh, we do a specifically pride-themed ARG that, right. like, you know, leads to a website that, you know, if you look at the first letter of every sentence, it, you know, spells out a web URL that, you know, redirects to a YouTube video. And we get, like, 30 steps deep into this. And, you know... We then hint that one of our characters is is maybe queer, because then you know people like will, you know like like people it. will buy the game because you know yeah. queer representation. Yeah. But anyone who doesn't like the queers can just you know sort of go, that's not canon. It's it's not real. You followed the links wrong. Absolutely. I mean, we can just keep 
doing things like that, you know, just just uh, what it, what's the word they use? Uh, queer baiting. Uh, yeah, know, yeah, we'll yeah. Just you know, suggest outside of the canon. Exactly. That, uh, we'll put some bait on the line, and we'll pull in some, yeah, some queer. Know. Oh, yeah, you know, that person... I mean, it worked for that, um... Who's the heinous bitch that wrote the wizard books? Oh, oh, that one. That, that one, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, uh, yeah, she's, uh, real heckin' problematic. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, like, the, that sort of thing that she was doing. Not all of it, just the stuff where she was like, Hey, this character is gay, this yeah, character's... Yeah. Some other form of diverse that just isn't in the book at all. Yeah. How about this? How about this? Yeah. We uh, sell as DLC mm-hmm. the uh, a little checkbox that goes under your, your your character where you can tick a box to say that they're uh, they're gay, for example. Right. And like, if you don't want to buy the DLC, you don't have to. Doesn't have to change anything in the game. Literally takes however long it takes to code a tick box. Makes no difference. We can say that's a commentary on how gay people aren't any different. But, really, we're just selling them a tick box for, like, $6. Nice. And uh, how about this? We'll also make sure that uh, anyone who hasn't bought it can't see that tick box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they won't be like, oh, no. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to know that other people... SJW's in my video game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, those are the people we need to be pandering to, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I suppose we could, you know, double down, sell them straight tick boxes. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing they seem to like more than, you know, straight and white and, and all those those things. I, I think we got a business plan. Yeah, I think that's pretty sound. So, what slithered its way into your ears and means of vibrational sound? <sighs> Really, not very much. Have you have you listened to much this week? I listen to a few things. Um, I, I've got one. So, like, tell me when you're about halfway through, and I'll slot in my one, and then we'll get back to you. <laughs> okay. So, my first thing is uh, an Ed Solo mix from uh, Boomtown Hidden Woods, uh, 2014. You can find it on SoundCloud if you type mm. most of that in. Um, it's it's Ed Solo doing a Jungle Cakes mix. So. As usual with a lot of these Jungle Cakes mixes, even like even like five years later, mm. you will still hear a lot of the same tracks turning up. Because <laughs> he said solo. Um, He's got his tracks he likes. I they're mostly his tracks. Like it's I think it's just the fact that I've just heard so many Ed Solo mixes, and as much as I like the tunes, it's like, I've heard this tune. It was in the last mix, and the mix before that, and several other mixes. Yeah, but, like, it was sandwiched between different things. Something different went into it. It might even be a slightly different mix, but ultimately... You know the basic tune. I know the tune. I like the tune. I like the tune very much. Um, One of the first tunes off of that uh, that will be uh, recognisable to most people who like a bit of classic drum and bass, is uh, Ed, um, Decline and Ed Solo featuring Top Cat, Bad Boys. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you gonna do? What, what you, you gonna, gonna do when they come, come for you? you? Uh, yeah, it's a drum and bass classic, which means, as uh, you know, as I said, it has been rather overplayed. Yeah. Um, follow that with uh, KRS-One, Sound of the Police. Oh, uh, Again, another classic <laughs> yeah. drum and bass track that I think you've probably even you've heard out oh yeah and yeah if you've heard yeah. it out it's been played a lot um scam put up your hand hands the runtings crew uh remix it sounds like someone's just remixed uh, a really upbeat reggae track and has this sort of call and response yeah, 
okay. lyric to it. Sort of everybody say hey ho, hey ho, <laughs> hey ho. Um, and it's just really nice, pacey drum and bass. Good fun times. Um, that's about halfway through. Ah, well, I'm, I'm going to add in a second thing. I've been listening to this bird that's on the antenna just outside the window and is doing a really nice tweet. Hey, Tweety Bird. Yeah, he's doing lots of singing outside the window. Tweet birds tweet, tweet. outside my window. Tweet, stop tweet, tweeting tweet. now that I'm talking. It's, it's got performance anxiety. It's That's been, understandable. You doing nice tweets on the oh, I don't know how much that picks up on the mic, but there's we'll there's a really out. nice little there's a real nice little black bird on an uh, antenna outside our window doing a chirp, you and he's, he's very nearby doing a tweet. He's um yes, I listened to a bunch of my brother, my brother and me Ooh. this week for research reasons. Um, I I went and back and just listened to a bunch of old My Brother, My Brother and Me episodes. We've talked about them before. It's three brothers, the the McElroys. They are on a lot of podcasts, what people the know about. I don't think I've heard of those. Ah, they're on a lot of podcasts. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a sort of comedy advice show. They go through questions from listeners and from Yahoo Answers and answer a bunch of them with silly responses. That, that show's just good, wholesome, like... I could go back and listen to old episodes I've heard before and I can almost do the thing that I can do with some music and just put it on in the background and have it as nice, gentle, amusing background sound. Mm. I just rarely tend to listen to like whole old episodes I've heard before again, but I will very often put on like uh, YouTube clips. Yeah, I, I will often go like YouTube clips and I will just let it autoplay and go, what clip are we getting next? Give me some of those McElroys. Yeah. Just give me some short five minute sound bites of, of McElroy. Just silly brothers laughing at it's, each other. It's just very positive. It's just nice positive, mm. do a giggle. Don't have to think too much. Yeah. Uh, word of advice for anyone who's not heard it before: maybe don't get go back and listen the, to like the first hundred or so the, episodes. The, the advice they give is start from episode hundred because basically the first hundred episodes, a sound quality is not great, but b and probably more importantly, they were considerably less woke boys once upon a time. They've gotten very good. They have been very good woke boys. They had some. I think it helped that they had some very open fans who were willing to just sort of go, hey, you're clearly not complete assholes, so we're going to spend a bit of time that perhaps other people who were more assholish wouldn't they, get. They've And they've been very good about listening to feedback Well, that's the people. other thing. They have been really receptive to it. There's still been a thing here or there of gone right, really? Yeah. Really? Like, like I think there's one about 200 episodes in where they're still... Taking the mick out of furries. It's like, yeah, why but they're not hurting anyone? I I think largely it helps that like the Adventure Zone, which is their D and D podcast, like when they do their breakdown episodes, they've frequently gone like, "Hey, here's a thing we didn't realize it was a narrative trope. Like, let's talk about it." They don't shy away from the fact that they did shitty stuff. They're like, "Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll address it." Hmm. But I think sometimes that's the thing with narrative tropes. If you're not exposed to those necessarily. Yeah. You can't just go, I've got an idea for a thing that yeah. I'm not entirely sure is a thing. Like, we won't say exactly what, but your mother is also is an author. Yes. And she has written bits before and gone, I've got an idea about a thing. And you've just been I've like, had to go, narrative trope. No. That's, that's a big trope. Don't do that one, Mum. Don't do that one. Just, you know, it's, just... if you're not exposed to that sort of thing, it is a risk. 
Yeah, but they're they're good and receptive about it. So like, maybe yeah. start on episode one hundred, and yeah. if you get up to whatever they're up to now, four hundred and sixty six, mm-hmm. and you are enjoying it, maybe then go back and go. I'm gonna listen to the first hundred. Dot dot dot. Knowing that, in amongst the things I enjoy, might be some things that aren't great. Because I've gone back and done that. I've listened to the first hundred and gone. Yeah, I'm glad I started where I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you so tell me about the other things you've listened to. Um, back to back to the drum and bass. Uh, Metric uh, Break of Dawn. Yeah. It's just a really nice upbeat, um, sort of a good one a.m. drum and bass track. People Ooh, still yeah. got a lot of energy. Really want to sort of have a bit of a drive, and it's just we go on and on, on and on until the break of dawn. Huzzah! And one a.m. is a good time to start thinking. Oh God, I've got to go on and on until the break of dawn. <laughs> We're gonna keep going on and on until the regular. We're gonna try. Yeah, okay, can't stop me now. Different track. <laughs> um, next track I listened to was uh, I'm probably gonna mispronounce this. Um, Dust Salax, all one mm. word. D U S T Z A L L A X. Track's called Classic Party. It's really hard and glitchy, but upbeat. It sounds like sort of 16-bit console adventure music. Like it's quite upbeat and, and chippy and like do 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 just upbeat level music from like a... that but with just really g- grimy glitchy just a bunch of wubs over like the third level from a platformer uh not so much wubs but just like squelchy grimy synth sounds okay yeah yeah um. Yeah, good glitchy stuff. Um, nice. And then, sort of, more in that vein, the last track I listened to was uh, Dr. Phil. But the I is an exclamation mark. Dr. Phil! Dr. Phil! Dr. Phil! Um, the track is, track is called Chipped Off the Block. Uh, it's an upbeat tune, very 8-bit sort of um, arpeggios. Um, you know, the thing where it just goes up like three or four notes. Repeatedly. Um, uh, some heavily layered, really dirty synths and effects over the top of it. Uh, you might know it, actually. Um, it was the tune uh, used for the trailer for Trove. Oh! That was on YouTube. Yeah! Trove was being advertised everywhere. Oh, Trove. I then just remember, it was one of those things that when it... When it came on as an advert, it was like, I'm not immediately going to skip this because this is quite a good tune. This has got a good tune. Um, and although the version that was in, in the trailer was a little bit cut down, yeah. like it's it's still a really good track. And and yeah, you can find the whole thing on YouTube. Yeah, if you, if you fancy a bit of really glitchy 8-bit goodness. Yeah. You got any others? No, that's it for me. Well then. Time for this. <gasps> <sighs> she wanna, she wanna, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you know? Yeah. That there is a secret branch of the government. Yeah. 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 And it's tasked. With putting out conspiracy theories. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. All right. It's to keep the population docile, to keep them thinking, right? People are always like, well, what if chemtrails? What oh, if yeah. flat earth? What if those things? What if those things, right? People are all distracted by what if the Illuminati, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What if weather control? You know, what about the birds not being real and being all surveillance things, right? Yeah. People are so caught up in those concepts. But, yeah. 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 What it actually is, is the government putting out all these conspiracy theories, getting people hooked on the idea that there is some large sort of focus, the government, you know, are, are all powerful, they've got all these ideas, they are in fact in control, when in actual fact, everything is fundamentally broken, and we're all just hurtling into the abyss at high speed, and the people in charge are basically just sitting at the front of the car as if it was like a roller coaster going, and they're trying to distract all of us by just, you know, like, you know, fluoride and, and weather yeah, control but, and, and stuff. But yeah. I've got a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. If the government's got a section for making conspiracy theories, yeah, yeah. how do we know we're not that section of the government? Well, I don't have a job. True. You don't have a job. You haven't worked for like a year. What if I'm just... just smoking what, what, if, what if this is me working and I just don't know it? Do make a very interesting point. What if you don't know you've got a job? Who's paying you? <laughs> Hello everybody, and welcome to our very calm and relaxed yoga session. I very much appreciate you coming along today. So first we're going to try some nice basic moves. Do let us know if you're having trouble. So first of all, take one of the chairs, and I just want you to ease slowly back into it until your buttocks touch the chair, and just rest yourself into the chair. Breathe deeply, in and out. Deep breaths. Keep going. Oh. Feel how relaxed that is. Oh. Okay. So just oh. If we can just stand back up again and put mm. the chairs to one side. Oh. We're going to go for one of the more advanced ones. Okay, so just very carefully, if you can kneel down on the floor. Oh. There we go. 
and then just putting your weight onto your arms, just carefully lower yourself onto your side into what we like to call the fetal position. <sighs> Feel the relaxation. Feel the position just feeling very calm. And if you do find yourself drifting off, don't worry. That's just a sign that you're feeling quite relaxed. And that's what these sessions are really about. Okay, so for everyone who's still with us, we're going to try one final position. This one is uh, its perhaps a little bit more tricky and will require a bit of stretching, maybe. So now, just from your previous position, if you could roll onto your back... Spread your arms out to either side and put your legs just slightly apart, just wherever's comfortable, wherever you feel most relaxed. And this is the starfish and this is the starfish position, which is very commonly known as one of one of the most relaxing. So just make sure that you're doing lots of tummy breathing. Deep breaths in and out until you feel complete relaxation. <sighs> questions, Sam, let's have questions. What's the question? First question this week uh, is from Josh Flowers. <gasps> Fave meme of 2019. Oh, I need a good wholesome meme. Oh, you know what was a good, just ho- kind of wholesome meme? Shaggy from Scooby-Doo being incredibly powerful. <laughs> yeah. Sh- Shaggy having used only 1% of his power and the accompanying weird video of him be- beating up an entire biker bar full of bikers. Yeah, and... Like, that wasn't even a particularly new episode of Scooby-Doo from what I could tell. Yeah, it just kind of blew up. And I'm like, I'm I'm okay with just weirdly strong Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Now is the time. I didn't have a problem. Another one that I didn't have a problem with I thought was quite nice was, um... Did did you see the the, the ASCII sheriffs? Yes. Yes, the sort of just weird buff sheriffs made of ASCII art that also were sometimes made out of, like... I am I am basketball sheriff. Like they started making the sheriff out of like emojis and things. I'm pretty sure there's um like a whole Twitter dedicated to different sheriff offs. Yeah, sheriff made of like DNA sheriff. Yeah, that was that was a that was a pretty pretty decent one. Um Was this year the um things to put in a circle? Oh yes, in order on, to summon something. To ask you one and Somebody did one of, uh, like, one of the candles tipping over and everything catching fire. Oh, yeah, just make, <laughs> just a, very mean. make a circle of things to summon a thing. Um, Dancing Pikachu, showing up just before Detective Pikachu. We got the, the GIF version of that. Uh, oh, yes, that was that was nice. Oh, you know what's a good wholesome meme from this year? That, that, that screenshot from Enter the Spider-Verse where, like... Adult Spidey is having a good think, and Miles Morales in his cheap suit is like looking, pondering at Spider-Man pondering. Yeah. 
that's that's just a good a good pondering. Like I I, I like that. There's, There's a... been some nice things done with that. And yeah, I, I like the sort of Miles and um, Miles and Peter Parker hanging out thing. Yeah. Um, Bulbasaur propaganda. Oh, Bulbasaur! Yes, oh, Bulbasaur propaganda. Tiny is dreaming. Uh, that's all the ones I know for this year. That's that's a, that's a good handful of 2019 there's, memes. There's a selection, I believe. Yeah, that's that's some good wholesome, like relatively wholesome memes. Mm-hmm. We got any other questions? Uh, Basin is back. We'd like to know: Am I valid? Yes, you are. Of course. You listen to this show. Of course, you're valid. And you're a Patreon, but. Regardless, that, that too. Of, regardless of all these things, you are, yeah. you are absolutely valid. Exactly. You can go off and live your own life and never interact with us again and you'll still be valid. Absolutely. Heck. <laughs> valid and also awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Becky too, who would like to know, where would you like to visit? Becky's house. <laughs> Becky's house. <yeah. laughs> uh, where else would you like to visit? I don't know. I'm a bit worried of everywhere now. I'd I'd like to visit space. Like maybe. I'd like to just do a day trip and go. Oh heck, I'm 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 gravityless. It's like the ultimate hammock. Just just <laughs> just hanging out in space. Midair. The ultimate hammock. Exactly. <laughs> and just look at the Earth and go. Yep, that is definitely a three D object. Mm-hmm. Take a bunch of pictures. Be like. Okay, I'm up here, Flat Earthers. How do I prove prove before you? Iceland? I'd like to go to Iceland, I think. Iceland. I've said this before. I'd like to visit Canada. I'd like to visit someday. Canada. I would like to just go across Canada and, and see all the beautiful stuff. Yeah. And, and the mooses. Uh, New Zealand. New Zealand? I, I like, like New, Zealand. New Zealand. I've heard amazing things about New Zealand. It's, it's a pretty lovely place. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Those are good places. Those are some good places. Those are some nice places. Those are some nice places. Lucy would like to know, uh, what's your favourite treat on a summer day? Oh, oh. I really enjoy the shop near us used to have them. Those Swedish oh. glass, like, waffle cone ice cream Caramel cones. ice cream. Caramel ice cream with, like, toffee caramel swirled through it. Encased in vegan chocolate to like coat uh, like as a shell around the ice cream mm-hmm. in a really sweet sugary waffle cone. Mm, slightly chewy waffle cone. Oh yeah, like it had just enough chew to be really satisfying. Yeah, it didn't crunch off like your average cone. It was yeah. like a proper like oh toffee. Yeah, nice. that was that is the answer for me. That was great. Um like a really cold pims. Oh yeah. A good a good slush. Oh, what did I have the other day? Oh, I put a uh, a can of cider in the freezer because I, I uh, basically got like a packet off the shelf uh, in the supermarket, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'll just stick it in there for like half an hour, and then like forty minutes later, I took it out and it was just on the turn. Oh, it had all the little crystals through it. It was still drinkable. It wasn't doing that thing where like it's collecting bits into water, but it was just yeah. like, hmm. It's a good texture. It has a very good texture. Perfect slush moment. Heck. I caught it just right. Heck. It's great. Did set my teeth off a bit, though. That's understandable. Why or why not? Um, I don't know. Why or why not? Should we start with why? Why? Because why not? Because why not? Why not? 
Of course, yeah, no, that, that answers itself. Why not? Indeed. There we go. I think we've clarified that one <laughs> for everyone. Um, if you could apprentice for any supernatural job, what would it be? Oh, supernatural job. Um, I'd be a witch. Oh, like witch an, is a pretty good I'd one. I'd be an apprentice witch like Magrat. Heck. Can I be an apprentice um, at Cupid in order to then, you know, go like, no, I'm not going to fire... I'd be like, oh yeah, it's my shift, and then just not fire arrows at anyone, let them find love themselves. Without meddling. I'll just demolish the job from the inside. Nice. Bring it down. Bring it it all down. (laughs) Breaking down the system from the Cupids up. Uh, What's your favourite colour to eat? Oh... Favourite colour to eat? Mm. Yeah, this question has some significance for me, because synesthesia... I was thinking that. Yeah. Ha. Ha. I... Oh. Oh, that... Oh. Oh, that's a... That's a that's a question I've not thought about. I think I'm going to go red, because, like, curries and, like, spaghetti sauce and some of a pizza. Uh, I like hmm. red peppers. Yeah, you've got me thinking now. Um, There's not many opportunities to eat it as a colour. Black. Black is a really nice colour in terms of the weird... Like, not thinking of any particular foods that are black, but I can tell you that, like, uh, flavour associations for black is largely, like... (sighs) How do I I describe this? It's very weird to describe a colour's flavour. Um... Imagine something that was like mostly like a citrus fruity flavor, but with like a little bit of spice. Something almost akin to those slightly weird spicy skittles we had. Okay. Like the the spice is less weird. It's it's not like it is spice on top of fruit. It's two separate coexisting flavor profiles that exist. Huh. It's just sort of citrus fruit and. Slightly light spice, like the the level of spice on like a a nice sweet chili dip, hmm. and those should clash. And I wouldn't enjoy those if you put those flavors together, like actually. But the flavor associations at the same time is really nice. So I'm gonna say black, because my brain's weird. Hmm. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, Nerg would like to know how would you take over the world, and what would you do afterwards? Oh, how how are we gonna take over the world? Kindness, kindness. Yeah, yeah. We'll just just be nice to people. One hug at a time. One hug at a time. One hug at a time. Just say nice things to people on the street and yeah. tell them to pass it on. Try, yeah, pay it forward. Yeah, and, and nice to people. May, maybe people. maybe we as a pair of people won't take over the world, but the happiness that we've started—that's you know getting bigger and bigger, like a snowball going downhill—that mm. could take over the world. I hope so. Yeah. And what would I do once I'd taken over the world? I would give it back to the people. Yeah. Equ- equally distribute it to, to the people. Indeed. To each according to their need. Work a little less, do a couple more walks in the sunshine. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage that for everyone. Exactly. Uh, Kennedy, what is your fourth favourite body part? Fourth favourite? Oh. Oh. My legs. I think I have quite nice legs. You do have nice legs. They're they're number four on my list, but I quite like my legs. 
I can't think of four bits of me I actually like. And that's even if I include each eye separately. I I I would go like eyes. I like my hair. I my butt's growing on me. And then my legs. <laughs> I mean I should hope that it is. <laughs> and then my legs maybe. Oh good. Yeah. I like all the bits of your body. I'm glad you like all the bits of my body. They're all very pretty. Um I guess I like my eyes. My nose is alright. I love your nose. It's adorable. It's dinky. It's, it's okay. I was always accused of having a button nose as a child. You have a tiny button nose. I don't think there's anything Stop wrong with my that. snoot. <laughs> it's terrible when you're a child and adults just randomly boop your snoot. Oh no. Stop it. D- no random snoot boop. No boop the snoot. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, your hair's great. Nose. It's not very good condition though. Neither's it mine. It breaks I... a lot. It's not super thick. Mine's not in great condition. I love mine still. That looks great. Yours looks great. Mine doesn't have the thickness yours does. Mine doesn't have the not thickness that yours does. Mine's too thick to be manageable. My legs are fucked. My back's fucked. My ears are fucked. My tits are right. Your tits are great. Thanks. Those are some nice titties. I'm glad you like my titties. <laughs> uh... I think you got four there. Is that four? Yeah. Eyes, nose, tits, I guess. Hair. I didn't. I didn't say oh, I like my fine. hair. You said I like my hair. <laughs> I like your hair. Um, I like my tongue. There you go. Heck, I think I'd have to put that sort of. Yeah. So eyes, tongue, nose. Maybe nose. I think nose and fourth. Then I'll put nose in fourth okay. position. There you go. Okay. That's my fourth favorite thing. Uh, Arachnovolts. Arachnovolts sent us a story prompt. <gasps> a story prompt. Yeah. It, it's story time. It's story inside time. It's time for story. Good, inside this good queer qu- question time. You said Christian then, didn't you? Yeah, I know. I had to hold inside story. this good Christian this question good time. Christian question time. <laughs> <laughs> story prompt. How very dow. You are successfully performing a summoning ritual using vegan sacrifices. You kind of weren't expecting to summon. This, however. Hmm. What did we summon? Okay, so we need to put the sausages out here. I'll, I'll lay the, some sausages around in a, in a nice circle. Have you got another packet of sausages? Another packet of sausages! Yeah, they were on offer, okay. Okay, right, okay. The, yeah, that's a good circle. Right, okay, now we have soy candles. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Soy candles, excellent. Yeah, it's good for uh, wax dripping. Oh, I've heard. I've heard. My, uh, my wax is less hot and burning. Oh, oh. but uh, maybe later. Maybe after we've, after we've finished our, our summoning. Okay, we have a tofurkey roast that we shall be uh, stabbing, uh, and and there's some gravy on the side in case you know the demons don't want it. We can just finish it up afterwards. There's no point letting all this go to waste. Indeed. Now summoning time. <gasps> Amanaka, 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 come Are you Linda McCartney? Yes. Have you been enjoying my sausages? Yes, thank you. I wasn't expecting you. Do you need anything else? The sausages are... I have a whole range. You do? I'm very glad they're all vegan now, but... um. We were expecting someone a bit more demonic. Um, 
What if I tell you that maybe I'll go back to non-vegan recipes? Pretty demonic. We were thinking something that we could use to fight the forces of evil with a force of different lawful evil. I can throw frozen sausages, frozen vegan sausages at evil. Okay, go get those Nazis. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Do we have anything else in this question time? Uh, tricky. It's 2020. Somehow, have we have lost more. The law forbids that more than one console per household, but any generation is allowed and all its games are available. For reasons nobody quite gets, emulation and backwards compatibility have been utterly eradicated. Which console do you have at home? What are you planning to do to fight this utter nonsense? Uh, honestly, I might have the Switch, because it's getting so many ports of old games anyway that... Mm. I'm pretty sure it's emulation, though. Oh, if they they're releasing them as like a physical new game, I'm assuming they meant like you can't go for a PC and just emulate I guess everything. Um, so does that mean you couldn't do your your NES online stuff? Do you think? I I don't know. That's a a game of its own on there. It's it's not like you know I'm putting in a 360 disc into an Xbox One. I guess. So I'm gonna say Switch because Switch it's getting so many good ports. I'm torn now. Yeah? What are you thinking? I was thinking... SNES. Yeah. SNES is an amazing library. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, actually, mm, if you want to go SNES, I would argue most of the best SNES games ended up getting ports to GBA. I, could I like s- the bigger screen. That's, the to- bigger screen that's totally fair, but like, I could totally see myself going Game Boy Advance SP. Ooh. I did like my SP. The uh, the, the SP was was great. Mm. And I do really like Mario Advance. Mario World Advance. Is yeah. that three? I I think so. Mm. Mm. No, I think I'm gonna still go with the SNES. That is a totally fair shout. Ah. Oh. Any other questions? That's all the questions! Well then! Time for this! Oh. Do you want to know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. Well. Hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. You, uh, you, you been up so much? Oh, I'll just be getting ready for Pride. Yeah, it's, it's weird that, like, we have Pride Month, which is June, but like most of the, the Prides near us don't happen until later in the year. Yeah, well, I think it's something to do with, uh, you know, summer arrives a little earlier in the States. So, ah, uh, right. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of the Pride stuff happens in July and August in the UK, because that's when we can, re- you can, we can rely on the, uh, the summery weather. Really, you know, in this country, well, on weather. Well, uh, more, <laughs> more so than you can in June, I think. I, I suppose so. Yeah, you know, I, I've been getting ready for some of them UK prides, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've been thinking about my pride, you know, the pride spirit. Yeah, uh, you know, with 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 queer brides coming up, because mm-hmm. uh, I saw a I saw a story this week that really bothered me, and it it, it got me thinking. Yeah, um, I don't know if you saw this one. Um, as a there was a there was a, a queer woman of color. Uh, yeah, there was a black queer woman who. Uh, 
was was given us given a, a bit of a protest outside Stonewall, talking about uh you know giving lists of of uh, black trans women who'd been uh, who'd been killed and things like that, and some people who would having an unrelated event in Stonewall called the police, and that. That that story just really stuck in my head a bit this week because I don't think they quite understand the significance of Stonewall and particularly yeah. black trans women and and, and pride related is, you know, around pride that. is protest, and, especially and, as it's the fiftieth anniversary of the Stonewall riots. Yeah, exactly, and I, I it just got me thinking about you know what what pride is about as a, yeah. as a thing because you know it's it's very easy to think about the surface level stuff of pride. It's it's. It's nice to have a couple of days in the summer where, you know, you can go be around other other uh, gay and trans people, for example, and, you know, just feel... Po- and ace. Exactly. Uh, all, sorts, all sorts of people of all sorts of backgrounds. Indeed. And you feel a bit more part of a community, feel a bit more positive, have a, have a good time in some... The sort of uh, community that you might not otherwise feel, but yeah, and and, and with a certain degree of safety that uh, yeah. you know, uh, people in the LGBTQIA plus uh, can can feel that you know they they don't get otherwise. Yeah, it's 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 a sort of day where it feels like you got permission to be loud and proud about yourself. You, you have you you people can find it empowering, and in 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 the sense that you know they know that on. Uh, this time, very specifically, they are allowed to take up space. Indeed, they they are allowed to be one rainbow in a sea of rainbows. Pe- people should always feel that they are allowed to take up space yeah. because, as human beings, that is you're right. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's, it's it is a natural thing, you know, to to take uh, excuses to feel like you can take up space. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it just got me thinking that like, it's it's easy sometimes to forget the you know the spirit of what. Of what pride is about the, the sort of protest angle the uh yeah the hard won rights over you know over the last 50 years exactly and particularly the rights that are being rolled back as we speak right now when yeah, you, know, you know we have to be on top of yeah when especially when you've got you know trans exclusionary feminists that are um, gaining more and more traction they're gaining more and more traction fighting against you know trans people which is in turn you know having a knock-on effect on uh particularly a lot of butch lesbians um, the trans men that they are completely erasing in, in all of their yeah. you know, talk or, or talking down to so much for feminism in that uh, uh, aspect you know telling another person what they can and cannot be based on yeah. on their perception of what those people are well like in the UK I saw a, a news headline a while ago I believe it was 81% rising UK uh, hate crimes against trans people yeah yeah that was last week wasn't yeah, it yeah 81% increase it's, it's horrifying horrifying facts but it's you know it's stuff like that you go this you we know, still need pride we still need the protest and we, we we cannot let them get away with rolling back our rights yeah uh, and you know and the people in the community who think well I'm alright because they're not attacking me yet yeah. need to remember that we are a community you know and you know I, I realise that groups like Get The L Out yeah are largely not composed of people in in the actual LGBTQIA community. Yeah. They are, as far as I can tell, predominantly political lesbians. Oh, yes. Which it's, is a whole different thing. Yeah, should we, should we address what that is as a thing? Well, they're, they're people who, are, who describe themselves as lesbians not because they sleep with women or are attracted to women, but because they hate men to such a degree. Yeah. 
it's 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 not lesbian in any sense of the sexual or romantic attraction. Yeah. It is lesbian as in men suck. It's not. It's, it's, it's not about love. It's not about compassion or, or or who you care for. It's simply about who you hate. Yeah, which is which not is just horrifying to identify yourself by what you hate. But... Yeah, but it's 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 a it's a whole thing in and of itself. But, yeah, uh, yeah. With 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 you know pride stuff coming up over the next couple of months, it is important to go like you know a lot of people look at this and go, oh, all gays having their party again, and or you know however it's it's presented, but. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on that does still need, you know, being loud and and take it. It's why it's important that that people are able to take up space. It's so that people yeah. can take up space to shout about these issues. Absolutely, and you know, I think it's it's a bit sad that in in London in the last few years we've seen that uh, you know people of colour do not feel uh, accepted or even safe at uh, yeah. Pride in London. It's it's why there is a there a, is a black tra- uh, black. Uh, you London Black Bride, yeah, uh, and yeah, I'm I'm glad they have that space, and I'm I'm glad they have that. What I'm a bit sad about is the fact that they felt they needed to. Well, I, like, I why why is has London Pride got so bad well, that they don't feel safe? You, well, you know, you know what? Like, you know, we saw it last year. London Pride got opened by a bunch of uh, and, and yeah, a bunch of turfs. Um, the following year, this year. London's having its first uh, trans trans pride in London. It, it's it's what happens when groups don't feel safe. Yeah, um, you know, and I, you know, I was talking to myself about the fact that I didn't particularly want to go to uh, to London Pride this year, and indeed, the only reason I am going is because you know of the people I want to see and and that they want to yeah. to do that event. But you know, I it, it for me, it's not about that pride anymore it's more about just the event of being with the people I, I you know I, I, yeah. I know and care about well, see for me for me it's a combination of the people I want to you know I want to see and I'll have that experience with but it's also a case of not wanting people you know those negative people to win there is a certain degree of of, of me you know stubbornly going I'm not going to let you win I'm not going to let you scare me away from pride I have every right to be here I don't think it's a case of fear I just think it's a case of you know I'm so put off oh, I, by the management of Pride in I, London. I know, I know. I wasn't saying, you know, I was purely talking no, no, about my just, own experiences, but like, my, my for, for, for myself, for there is a certain degree of, um, you know... I'm be, allowed to take yeah, space. exactly. There were people there last year trying to tell me, you know, you don't deserve a space here. I want to have space here. So, you know, that's that felt important. You know, pro, Pride is protest. Indeed. Should we have that hug, mate? Should we have that hug? <sighs> you, you sleepy, mate? Very. Well, I'll see what. I'll, uh, I'll pop the kettle on. Yeah. We'll uh, have, a, have, nice a, have a cup of tea. Yeah, cup of tea. Nice, a herbal tea. Yeah. yeah. Very relaxed. Laura! Me? Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find me at Laura K. Buzz on Patreon. That's what pays the bills. Please consider dropping me a dollar or more a month over there if you can to keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. You can find me at laurakbuzz.com where all of my stuff goes up. You can find me on a... I've got books that are happening. 
Uncomfortable Labels releases as a physical book on July 18th and as an audio book on August 18th. I will be hopefully selling copies signed at CoxCon at uh, a launch event on July 17th. Tweet me if you want information about that. And at Transpride Brighton. Additionally, there's a book called Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. Also, you should check out Tonal Whiplash. It's an interview podcast I do where I ask alternating silly and serious questions. You should also check out Laura K. Buzz will be on My Brother, My Brother and Me, which, by the time you hear this, I will have had a new episode up in which I interview Sydney McElroy uh, about how to get her husband, who is on My Brother, My Brother and Me, to let me on My Brother, My Brother and Me. I see. Yeah, so I, I, I interview Sydney and basically go, hey, you know your husband better than, than I do. How do I make your, your husband do do stuff that I need him to do? <laughs> like put me on a podcast uh-huh. Get your mind out the gutter Too late <laughs> um, It dwells there forever So there's that I've done a bunch of things for sci-fi fangirls You can find links to all those on laurakbuzz.com What about you? I'm I'm Maniac Janiac on YouTube and Twitter But generally you can find me by searching for Stoned Monkey Radio Heck. That's stonedmonkeyradio.blog I'm also patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio uh, I helps keeps the lights on. If you want to give me one-offs, that's um, paypal.me slash chainmagnet. And, and and I'm on a D&D podcast called Badly Designated Heroes, which you can find by searching Curiosity Epidemic on most podcast apps. You should do a listen. You should do a listen. I feel like we're coming up to the end of the, the, the current arc at the moment. Heck! So I'm excited to see what's going on. We did a big fight. You did? We did a big fight. <gasps> mm, yeah, so you'll find out all about that. Um, I think that's all the important things. Yeah, Stone Monkey Radio, Stone Monkey Radio, Stone Monkey Radio. SEO, SEO, SEO. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Laura, sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Mm-hmm.